Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. For those of you who have been writing with me for a long time, smack yourself on the ass. You are a champion. What we do here is we try to give the best information possible in the shortest amount of time, and I'm going to spray my awesome ideas all over your face today on how to be more likable, the three pillars of likability, and we're going to go over that today. So to kick off this podcast, I have a little story to tell you. Now, the reason I filmed this podcast is based on this story because when you're likable, when you're able to display charisma, when you're able to display humor in the right way, you can get a lot of what you want in life. That limitations that people put up to you are oftentimes illusions and you can blow through those As well as with women, when a woman puts up barriers to you, you can easily blow through them. They're just initial bit shields that she has to put up because as a cute girl, she's somewhat obligated to do so. And also it's a test to see if you have the charisma, the balls, the game to pass her test. And frankly, that's what we want, don't we? We don't want a hot girl to just be sleeping with every single guy who hits on her. We want her to have high standards and preserve herself for a champion like you. Now, I just did two previous podcasts. One of them was how to know if a girl is using you. And the other one was the secret to my deep success with women. And in those podcasts, I talked a lot about pushing women away, right? Being out of her grasp, being hard to reach, disappearing when she's not acting like you want her to. If you haven't listened to those, I strongly suggest you do so either before you listen to this one or after, but there's some really good information in there that's going to apply to today's episode. So in my teaching, I teach the fundamental principle of push-pull. Now, push means you're pushing her away half the time. Pull means you're pulling her into you half the time. So what I talked about in those two previous episodes was a lot of push. You push her away, you're harder to reach, you're unattainable, you're a little bit aloof, but at the same time, it needs to be balanced with pull, pulling her into you. Now, pulling her into you is what we're going to talk about today, the essence of being likable. And there's three pillars to being likable, okay? The first one is humor, the second one is charisma, and the third one is social intelligence. So we're going to talk about those so that you can get the perfect balance so that you really make her like you, but then at the same time, you're kind of out of her grasp. And that's the perfect fundamental element that you need to master to get really good with women. Now, to kick off this podcast, as I mentioned, this is based on a little story that just happened. So my nephew's birthday is coming up and I'm really into knives. And there's this really cool knife company called TOPS, T-O-P-S. It stands for Tactical Operation Products, Tactical Operations Products, Knives. So I was, I was checking out their knives and I was like, you know what? These are high quality knives that got really good reviews. I wanna go ahead and get my nephew one. Well, his birthday is coming up in a couple of days. And after I ordered it, I saw a thing that said uh, there's a big wait time. I think it was like four weeks or X many business days or whatever it was. Well. That was going to make me late to get my my nephew this present. So I was like, all right, I need to pull out the charisma and I need to really make these guys laugh. Okay, so first and foremost, with being likable, and this is a huge fundamental principle, you have to think about the other person. Okay, so here these guys are. It's COVID-19. I bet the reason why there's a long ass wait is because they're busy as hell. They're understaffed. 
They're probably irritated. They're working their abs off, their asses off. So what can I do to inject a little humor into their day? Well, I can write them a funny ass message, right? Like a message they'd never heard before. So I wrote them this. Okay, here it goes. What's up, guys? I know you're busy as fuck, but I just ordered the Sparrowhawk for my nephew's birthday, which is on June 18th. I know this is a douchebag request. In fact, you might want to hit me so hard I'll fly back up my mom's vagina, parentheses, and you'd be justified to do so. But could you please ship that thing out ASAP? I'll get your name tattooed on my neck, I'll leave you a spectacular review, and songs will be written about you that will be sung around campfires for generations to come. My order number is da 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 da, and then in parentheses I said I'll also pay more for expedited shipping if that's what you'd like. Just let me know how to do it and I'll take care of it. I'll be on the corner of my bed in the cannonball position, crying like a schoolgirl, waiting for your reply. Thank you, exclamation point. Okay, so a couple days later, I get a call. I get a voicemail. Hey, Mark, this is Dylan from Tops Knives. Please call me back. So I call him back and he's like, what's up, man? He's like, bro, that message had the whole place laughing. Like there's, there's all kinds of knife makers and they were all cracking up. He's like, I even showed it to the CEO and he was laughing his ass off and he specifically told me, go get his knife, ship it out right now. We want him to have it in time for his nephew's birthday. And they are working 13 hour days, they're completely slammed and they did that for me just because I showed a little bit of personality. So there's the old saying, right? You catch more bees with honey. And every time I call a customer service rep, I'm asking somebody for something, I'm always very funny and charismatic about it. And we're gonna talk about that in how to be funny, how to be charismatic. Now, before I actually launch into the depth of the content, I just wanna say quickly that my coaching offer is out to a two month waiting list. So I've kind of closed the doors to new coaching clients. However, I will take clients off this podcast, but you have to mention to me that you found me on the podcast. So if you order my coaching services, which you can check out at coachmarksing.com, you can email me. Actually, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna email you with questions. You're gonna answer like, what are your problems with women? What do you hope to achieve? What do you think is going inside your head that's preventing you from getting women? Or what's like the manifestation of your challenges? Approach anxiety. Maybe you see a girl and you don't wanna go talk to her. What are those issues? And then in that questionnaire, I'm gonna ask you, where did you hear about me? Make sure to put from the Unapologetic Man podcast because I'm literally out to a two-month waiting list But if you say that, I leave slots open each week for guys who come to me from this podcast and I'll get you in probably in one to two weeks. I have a few spots open here and there. But if you don't say that, then you're going to have to wait the requisite two months with everybody else. So check me out, coachmarksing.com. There is a myriad of testimonials. I'm about to put five new testimonials up as well, but there's probably, I think there's something like 29 or something like that, testimonials on there that speak to the sheer efficacy of what I do, specifically NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. I go into that head of yours and reprogram your brain so that you can operate effectively with women and in life. And I'll tell you, with just one session, my clients get absolutely phenomenal results. Just check out those reviews. All right, guys, so let's jump into the content. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to talk about charisma. Okay, charisma, the definition of it means that you make other people feel better about themselves from having met you. So a charismatic person is somebody who, after you meet them, you're like, damn, I really I really like that guy. I really feel a good energy from him. I actually feel better from having interacted with him. 
Now, when speaking to women, it's important that we have this charisma. Now, charisma is generally an energetic state. Okay, so when you go up and you approach a woman, there's two possibilities of things you can do to her based on your energy. You can either bring her energy down or bring her energy up. And that all depends on your energy. So states are contagious. The way that you feel is contagious to other people. And even states are contagious over a podcast like this one. And personally, I think part of the reason this podcast is growing so quickly is because like you're listening to it and like you probably feel like you and I are friends, right? Like we're boys. I have good energy. I'm, I'm sometimes a little bit funny. I say like good information, but like really it's my energy behind it. You can tell. You can just feel it. Even over a goddamn podcast like this, we're not even in person right now. You can tell that I really love talking about this shit. You can tell I really care about you. I want to help you out. I want you to get success. And that's translated through energy. And look at that. Energy is translatable from me recording this on a Tuesday afternoon and you listening to it probably on a Wednesday morning to, to you, right? Just imagine what's possible in person. So states are contagious and it's absolutely essential that you're in a better state than she is when you approach her, a better state. Now, does this mean that you go up to her with spazzy energy and you're like a clown? You're one of those like, you're one of those long, narrow, like blow up things outside of the car lots where it's like, and then you're like dancing and, and doing all that. No. In fact, you can go up to a girl very mellow energy. And I'm actually going to do a podcast about this, the kind of like energetic spazzy approach and then the kind of like mellow approach. But here's the thing inside your body, you need to feel better than she does. Now that begs the question, how do I know how she's feeling? You can tell. You can tell how somebody's feeling just by looking at them. That's why we get very intuitive feelings about people. When we look at them, we're like, oh, I want nothing to do with that person. It's not because they have weird clothes or they have a weird look. I mean, that might contribute to it, but it's their energy. If they're vibrating at a low energy, you don't want anything to do with them. If they're vibrating at a high energy, you want to be around them, and that's charisma. So when I go open a girl, I very much am cognizant of like where her energy is. And then all I need to be is like literally one degree better than her, 1% better than her. I try to make it more like 10%. And again, it's not necessarily in my like in my speech, my effort, because really you actually kind of want to put in less effort than she does. Again, another podcast, but it's your energy inside your heart. And I'll tell my clients, you want to feel your heart when you go up and talk to a girl. So you walk up, you're feeling good in your body, and you say, hey, what's going on? What's your name? I saw you standing over there. I wanted to come meet you. What's up? What's your name? And she feels that from you. That's charisma, right? Is this good feeling that comes from you, is translated to her, and then she feels better from having met you. So that when you ask for her number, she's already thinking like, well, this guy makes me feel good, so I want to see him again. If you go into a set, particularly in the bars and the nightclubs and even in day game, and you bring down the energy of the set, they're going to want to get rid of you. And this is what a lot of guys do. A lot of guys go in and they want to take. They want to take energy. They want to take entertainment. They have nothing to offer. But what we do is we go in and first of all, we give good energy and then we give good conversation. So this is that element of pull that I always talk about, right? It's pulling her in. It's giving. It's, it's pulling her towards you in a way where you're giving good value, you're giving good energy. She wants to keep you around because you're raising the temperature of the overall group. Now, a couple other elements to charisma is assuming familiarity, assuming familiarity. So when I go up to somebody, 
I act like they're an old friend. I treat them like we're buddies, it's no big deal, and I say, hey, what's up? And that comes through in my tonality, that comes through in my clearness, right? A big problem with a lot of guys is they're unclear when they go up and they talk to a new woman. They're stifled, their voice is not clear, they're not loud enough, and that's basically telling the woman like, hey, I feel guilty for having approached you. I feel I shouldn't be approaching you right now, so I'm stifled. But when you have charisma, it's like, hey, I deserve to be here. I'm good energy. I'm good value. In fact, and you, you just think this in your head, you're lucky to be talking to me right now. And that's the way I look at it. When I go talk to a girl, like I'm giving her a gift. And oftentimes I ask my clients, if you had $100 to go give to that girl, would you be afraid to approach her? And they say, of course not. And I say, yeah, that $100 is your energy, especially with women. Women are always seeking state outside themselves. That's why they like flowers, puppy dogs, and literatica. It's because they're always seeking state. So if you can give her a better state from having met you, it's the equivalent of giving her $100 or even $1,000. Then if you can bring good conversation, make her laugh, assume familiarity, be cool, right? It's just like sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, ah, it's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Why? What's the difference between him and the other guy you met? It's simply his energy, his presence, the way he brings energy into the interaction. Another element of charisma is your ability to use facial expressions, to be expressive, to be joyous, and to even have a smile on your face. Now, as I often say in my coaching, you want to smile sometimes, you don't want to smile sometimes based on the interaction. You don't want to be one of these guys who has like a shit-eating grin on his face and he's like the happiest day ever just because he gets to talk to this girl. But instead, when you first approach, you have a smile. Then as she's talking and you're listening, maybe you drop the smile. Then she says something funny or you say something funny and you smile. You use expressions. You be energetic. But again, you don't want to put energy into your actions like having spazzy body language. It's energy out of like your heart, out of your body, and you're pouring it into her. There's a difference there. Waiting for the air conditioning to turn off. Can you guys hear that? It's so annoying. I turned it up like five degrees and it just popped on. It's super hot today. Just ran upstairs, turned it off. I'm in the basement filming. Any second now. Come on, buddy. Any second now. Three, two, one, and it's still on. I just turned it off. What in God's name is going on? All right, I'm going to continue forward. It'll turn off eventually. Okay, the next pillar is humor. Now, humor is literally the hardest thing to teach to people. It's literally the hardest thing. And I I watched a bunch of videos and podcasts and trying to figure out how to be funny, right? How can I teach you? What can I give you guys to help you be funny? And what I concluded is what I believe is the best way to be funny, especially with women. Okay, so what I suggest is this, is... You know that when you go talk to a woman, the same old questions are going to come up. The same old observations are going to come up. The same old things are going to come up. You're going to go to the same places. You're going to say the same kinds of things. You're going to be the same guy. So you need to prepare in advance those things that you often hear with women so that when it comes up, you can deploy it and be funny. I have a book called The Conversation Sniper. Some of you may have heard it. If you leave me a review, preferably a review, a five-star review with some text behind it, I will send you that book. What this book is, is it's a bunch of one-liners that are basically funny. It's going to help you to become funnier during your sets with women. Why will this goddamn AC not turn off? 
You know, I talk a lot about frame control and how you shouldn't let things get into your reality. This is big time getting into my reality right now. I just ran upstairs five minutes ago, turned it off and it's still going. And I only have a limited amount of time to do this because the nanny is taking the baby on a walk right now. Fucking mess, dude, this COVID thing. Please turn off before I choke you out. I'm going to choke out the AC. All right, fuck it. Let it go, Mark. Let it go. Do what you tell your clients to do. Let it go through you as if you're invisible. The AC doesn't affect me. That noise in the background, don't care. Okay, so being funny, right? If you leave me a review, there it goes. It turned off. Yes, dude. Oh, that just made my day. Stupid ass AC. Kick you in the guts. Okay. So like I said, the, the conversation sniper has about 150 one-liners that you can add into your conversations with girls. Now, to become funnier, I, I tried to study it. I tried to figure out how to do it. And here's a couple tips that I think, okay? Listening to comedy radio is going to help you. It's going to allow you to think about things in an ironic way. So that's what humor is, is it's taking a situation, seeing the irony in it, and then commenting on an ironic angle of that situation to make people laugh. Um, for example, Marissa and I were in the supermarket the other night and I wanted Thousand Island dressing. And she she walks around the corner and she's like, oh man, there's only 10,000 islands, like 10,000 islands. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of islands. And this lady was walking by and she laughed. So when she said there's only 10,000 islands left, I immediately heard like 10,000 islands and it made me think like, oh, that's a lot of islands. And then that was funny because it was an ironic twist on a comment that I saw the comedy in. See, I'm telling you, this is really hard to teach. But again, what you do is you prepare in advance. Okay, if you're really tall and girls always ask if you're a basketball player, you need to have a response to that that's funny. Now, are you a basketball player? You're very tall. What's the irony in that? You go to the opposite. No, I'm actually trying to achieve my lifelong dream of being a horse jockey. All I have to do is shrink like three feet, I'm taking shrinking pills. I'm drinking lots of Dr. Pepper, which apparently makes you shrink. Hopefully soon I'll get there. Ha ha ha. So it's switching it, seeing the irony in it and preparing. Okay. I have a podcast called the three step process to answering the typical questions that girls ask you. And if you haven't heard that, basically what I say is this is girls are going to ask you, what do you do? Where are you from? How old are you? You need to have a funny response to all those things. First, you say a funny response, then you say the real thing, and then you tell a story about that real thing. So for me, for example, when they ask me, what do you do? I say, I work at the zoo and I pick up penguins. That's been my next thing that I've been saying lately. And then I go into how I'm an NLP coach, and then I talk about how I got to be an NLP coach. How old are you? You need to have a funny reply to that. And I'm actually 89 years old, but I discovered the elixir of youth. If you behave tonight, I promise to share it with you. What's your name? Wait, 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 let me guess. Your name is Sha Dynasty. And she laughs. Okay, so we do it back to her as well. But being funny, especially in conversations over texting, is preparing those typical things you're going to hear over and over and over again. And then you can shell it out. And as you get more experience with women, the same things are going to come up over and over again, right? So I've told you guys this 100 times. Girls always ask me, how many phone numbers did you get tonight? I say, I got nine numbers, one more, and I would have had a full phone number. Ha ha ha. Okay. So you have ways to flip it. Here's another thing I often say when she asks me my age, I'm 43 years old, but I look like I'm about 33. Why? Because I don't drink and I get a lot of sleep and I'm generally a happy person. 
So she's like, no way, you're not 43. I'm like, yeah, I am. And I show her my my driver's license and sure enough, 1977, right? So she's totally shocked. She's like, I cannot believe you're 43. You look so much younger than that. And then I say this, you know what? You're obviously attracted to older guys. So you and my grandma should totally go pick up guys together. Ha ha ha. Okay, and that that one, by the way, is in the conversation sniper. So once again, leave me a review. Email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com. I will send you the conversation sniper as well as different programs in addition to that so that you can up your humor and up your game when it comes to talking to women. So lastly, where it comes to humor is I've noticed that oftentimes for the majority of us, we become funnier the more in the social flow we are. And when I say social flow, that means that you're not stifled, you're not inside your head, you've been practicing, you've been chopping it up with your friends, and you're loose, right? So this also comes down to warming up. When you warm up your mind, when you warm up your social calibration, then you become funnier naturally. And I'm sure all of you guys have instances where you're really funny. And it's probably when you're most relaxed. It's your most yourself. You're not self-monitoring. You're just being who you are and you're finding the funny shit in what people say. So to go up to a strange woman and you're nervous, you already have adrenaline that's flowing through your system. And unfortunately, adrenaline stifles humor. So how do we get over that? We get over that by warming up, by talking a lot to people, maybe talking to your friends a lot on your way to the bars or calling somebody before you go cold approach, before you're going to go to the supermarket, um, talk to everybody who's leading up to the supermarket before you open that cute girl. So let's not underestimate the importance of warming up and getting ourselves in the social flow And then when she says something, you can just crack on with it and be funny because you're warmed up. And you guys all have that within you. It's just about practicing, getting warmed up, reading books like The Conversation Sniper, listening to comedy radio, and preparing for yourself the typical questions that girls are going to ask you. All right, on to the third pillar. And in my opinion, this is probably the most important pillar, and it's called social intelligence, social intelligence. So to me, being social intelligent basically means being able to read the other person and how the conversation is affecting them, okay? So as I'm talking to a person, I'm very, very cognizant of how the conversation is making them feel. If I see the slightest hesitation, the slightest disinterest, the slightest whatever, I'll leave or I'll change the subject. So it's always about the girl, right? I'm always very focused on her state. How is this affecting her? If I bring up hunting and she has kind of a negative thing to it, I'm not going to like press on with that. I'm going to change the subject. If she brings up something and I see that it's really exciting her, I'm going to let her talk about that. Now, where conversation is concerned, you want to deploy the concept of WIFM, W-I-I-F-M, and that means what's in it for me, okay? Everybody is thinking, what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of this? Is this going to improve my state or deteriorate my state? So you need to be cognizant of her. Now, what is everybody's favorite topic? I guarantee you, as you're listening to this, if I knew your name, Brian, Michael, Dave, Kevin, James, whatever your name is, if I knew it and I said it to you, you're going to get a hit of dopamine because when you hear your name, you get a little hit of dopamine. And when the conversation is focused on you, you get even more of a hit of dopamine. So when I meet a girl, I'll say her name. I'll be like, hey, what's up? What's her name? She'll be like, Kelly. I'll be like, what's up, Kelly? My name's Mark. Okay, I say her name. It also helps me remember it because I have the memory of an 89-year-old man. So I say her name, makes her feel good, 
And then what I do sometimes is called the swiveling spotlight technique. Now here's a very important concept when it comes to social intelligence. It's better to be interested than be interesting. It's better to be interested than be interesting. What does that mean? That means that people are going to like you more when you're genuinely interested in them. Genuinely interested. Then if you're interesting, talking about all the cool things you've done, talking about how funny you are. Now that's important too. You want to have both. But if you could be interested in them genuinely without trying to get something from them, as I always talk about, they're going to like you a lot more. Now, when asking girls questions, it's better to make an observation than to ask a question. Or I should say, it's better to make an observation first followed with a question. So for example, if you work out a lot, which I know a lot of you guys do because you're champions and you're trying to grow yourself, okay? And I come up to you, I'm like, hey, what's up? What's up, man? What's your name? You're like, hey, my name's Dave. I'll be like, what's up, Dave? I'm Mark. Hey, um, dude, you're looking pretty shredded there, bro. Do you, do you, how often do you lift? Right? So rather than saying, do you work out, which could have a negative connotation of, dude, like really, you're going to ask me if I work out? When people ask me if I work out, it kind of pisses me off because I'm like, bro, check out the gun show. Are you seriously asking that question? Obviously, I work out. It's kind of an insult, isn't it? So what you do is you make an observation. Hey, dude, you're pretty jacked, man. How often do you work out? It's assuming that he works out, making an observation. So about a girl, let's say she has really unique style. Well, we can conclude that she wants to be noticed for her unique style. And what we do is we're detectives. We say, okay, what does this person want other people to notice about them? A girl has really pretty hair. She has awesome makeup. She has really good style. And what you want to do is point that out. And you say, you know, I noticed your hair is like, God, like look at all those curls and damn, how, how long did it take you to do that? It looks amazing. She's going to like me a lot more because I complimented her and pointed out something about her that she's putting effort into and therefore she feels good because of it. Now, that segues into listening. When you listen, stop waiting for your turn to talk. Just listen. Let them talk. And as we talked about in the FBI negotiation series, you can mirror. She's like, oh, you know, I use this curling iron, the, I don't know, Conair Curling Iron 1000. Conair Curling Iron? Yeah, it's this way to curl your hair that makes it so much curlier. Now you're getting her to like you because she's talking about herself. I have met people who were awesome at this. Talk to them, and all they did was ask about me. So, so what do you do, bro? Oh, I'm a dating coach. By the way, back to humor, when girls ask me uh, like what I do, and they say, hey, I hear you're a dating coach. And I've had that happen probably like a dozen times. And I say, no, I'm not a dating coach. I'm a caving coach. She's like, caving coach? And I'm like, yeah, I, I take people into caves and I show them how to go deep in the cave and how to get out safely. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's a big thing here in Colorado, caving. I'm a caving coach. Uh, it's 250 an hour. And if you want to go into some caves, I'll, I'll, let, I'll bring you in there. I'm really good at what I do. I'll never get lost. And she's like, what? And I'm like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I'm a dating coach. And they, they always crack up. So it's that, again, that ability to make irony and prepare. Like I keep saying, prepare your answers in advance. I didn't just think of that off the top of my head. I've said it dozens of times. Okay, so back to social intelligence. You're focused on the other person, how the conversation is making them react. You're interested, genuinely interested in them. You're asking them questions about themselves. You are making observations about them and then concluding certain things about them that you know they want to be noticed. 
you're not cutting them off. You're not waiting for your turn to speak. Instead, you're letting them talk. You're genuinely interested. And then when they're done talking, you may ask another question. Now, of course, there's always balance to this, especially with girls in the beginning is you want to go up and offer value. So offering value is offering the good conversational substance for them to seek their teeth into, but it's entertaining to them. So you can go up and talk about yourself, but you do it in a way where it's fun and entertaining. So if you go to a typical bar and there's always this bartender who's a real jerk and he or she got into a fight with the patron the week before, you tell a story about that. Like be like, hey, have you, have you ever been to this bar before? And she'll be like, no. And you'd be like, see that, that bartender right there? Dude, last week, so this guy orders a drink and I guess she gave him like a lot of attitude. Well, anyway, da-da-da-da-da. Now you're telling a story. You're giving good conversational substance for her to seek your teeth into. You're having good energy. You're being expressive. You're smiling when you should smile. You're being funny. You have good frame control. You have good body language. Then you turn it on her. So, so what's your deal? And she's like, oh, like I'm a nurse. And you'd be like, oh, that's cool. So what do you find most interesting about being a nurse? Or you know what? I, I kind of felt that from you. This goes into cold reading. Kind of felt that from you. You have, and I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but immediately when I met you, you kind of have like a healing vibe about you. Has anyone ever said that? She's going to say like, oh yeah, totally. People say that all the time. I'll be like, yeah, totally makes sense. So what inspired you to want to become a nurse? Or what's the coolest thing that ever happened when during your nursing career? She'd be like, oh, this one time this guy tried to escape tried to escape. Yeah, he went this, this. Now you're doing the swiveling spotlight technique. Maybe you use her name. You have good energy. You have good charisma. She's starting to like you. She's starting to get attracted. Do a couple cold reads. And then right when she's really, really into it, then you do a you do a push. Then you push her away and be like, hey, it was good to talk to you. I got to get back to my friends. And she's like, ah, right? Go back to your friends. Even if there are other girls that you open who gives a shit, then you come back to her later, do it again. Charisma, charisma, swiveling spotlight, get her into you, then pull it away. Or you can use techniques like I talked about in my two previous podcasts as well as previous podcasts before that, where you literally do pushing techniques like, hey, do you like to travel? Yes. And then you push her, travel over there, right? I want to let you know you were so unbelievably in my way, would you step aside, please? That's something that I do when I'm opening a girl with the push type technique. So again, as we get better with these techniques, we need to understand, A of all, there's balance, okay? You're dropping charisma, you're using the three pillars of likability, you're improving your humor, you're preparing yourself. And then at the same time, you have balance with that where you push a lot. Like I've talked about extensively in my podcast, go listen to those episodes if you haven't heard them. Then what happens is like a zipper, all these come together to create a vibe within you that's extremely, unbelievably attractive, okay? You're giving good charisma, you're dropping good energy, but she can't have you. That's the balance, is that you're like this amazing guy that she can't possess. When you have that, girls are going to seriously fall in love with you, they're going to get completely sprung on you. They're going to show up to your car and leave like a note on your car and you're going to be like, oh my God, stalker Texas Ranger up in here and you're going to be stalked by chicks. So if you want some lines, leave me a review, preferably a five-star review with some words behind it. Tell people what you found interesting. Email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I will send you the conversation sniper as well as probably guide to the female orgasm three texts to build massive attraction in women, as well as some videos. I'm very gracious when I reply to emails. 
And uh, I'd really appreciate it, man. You know, I want this podcast to grow and your help is extremely, extremely appreciated when you do leave me a review because that's the best way to make other people find it. All right, guys, that's it for me. I do appreciate you listening and I will see you in the next episode.